no joke I used to let the mic smoke Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke When I'm gone, no one gets on Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set I like to stand in the crowd And watch the people wonder, damn But think about it, then you understand I'm just an addict, addicted to music Maybe it's a habit, I gotta use it Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm I hook a beat up, convert it into hip-hop form Write a rhyme and graffiti in Every show you see me in deep concentration Cause I'm no comedian Jokers are wild, if you wanna be tame I treat you like a child and you're gonna be named Another enemy, not even a friend of me Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when You compare my rhyme with yours I wake you up and after staring in your face You seem stunned, remember me? The one you got your idea from But soon you start to suffer The tune will get rougher When you start to stutter That's when you had enough of Fighting it'll make you choke You can't provoke, you can't cope You should've broke because I ain't no joke Joke You're expressing the rhyme that I'm styling This is what we all sit down to write You can't make it so you take it home Break it and bite These pieces and bits of all my hip-hop hits Get the style down packed in It's time to switch Put my tape on pause and add some more to yours Then you figured you're ready for the neighborhood chores The E-M-C-E-E don't even try to be When you come up to speak don't even lie to me You like to exaggerate, dream and imagine Then change the rhyme around that could aggravate me So when you see me come up free or you'll be one of those seven MCs. They think that I'm a new jack, but only if they knew that. They who think wrong, a fake who can't do that style that I'm doing. They might ruin patterns of paragraphs based on you and your offbeat DJ. If anything he play sound familiar, I'll wait to eat, they play him. So I'ma have to diss who broke. You can get a smack for this. I ain't no joke. microphone like a grudge be a whole record so the needle don't budge a whole of conversation cause what i invent i nominated my dj the president when i'm see y'all keep a freestyle going steadily to pucker up and whistle my melody but whatever you do don't miss one there'll be another rough rhyme after this one before you know it you're following the fiend waiting for the punchline to get the meaning like before the mural of my story i'm telling nobody beats the art to stop yelling Put it in your pocket for later Cause I'm moving the crowd and be a record fader No interruptions till the mic is broke When I'm gone, then you can joke Cause everything is real on a serious tip Keep playing, and I get furious quick And I take you for a walk through hell Freeze your dome, then watch your eyeballs swell God, you had a triple stage darkness When it get dark again, then I'ma spark this microphone Cause the heat is on, you see smoke And the finish when the beat is gone I'm no joke, no joke, no joke Two. 
to the folks. Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. Too low death niggas, so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfatable, so please don't try to face it. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective. And before me digger the bitch, I have to find the contraceptive. You never know, she could be earning her man and learning her man. And at the same time, burning her man. Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant. Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended. Yeah. And that's realer than real deal, holy feel. And now you hooked up in hoes, know how I feel. Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk, I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. It's like that and like this and like that, Anna. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. Drake creep to the mic like a fan. Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn near got caught, cause my beeper kept beeping. Now it's time for me to make my impression felt. So sit back, relax, and strap on your seatbelt. You've never been on a ride like this before. With a producer who can rap and control the maestro. At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick. You know and I know I flow some old funky shit. To add to my collection, the selection symbolizes dope. Take a toast but don't choke. If you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do. It's like this and like that and like this and uh. It's like that and like this and like that and uh. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode. What a hell of a gangster lean Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard green It's the capital S-O-S impression Double O-P D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G You see Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic Pimping hoes and clocking a grip like my name was Dolomite Yeah, and it don't quit I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G shit yeah. So Drake What up, dog? Gotta get them what they want What's that, G? We gotta break them off something Hell yeah And it's gotta be bumping City of Compton Place, so when that show attention Mobbing like a motherfucker, but I ain't lynching Dropping the funky shit that's making the sucker niggas mumble When I'm on the mic, it's like a cookie, they all crumble Try to get close, then your ass I get smacked My motherfucking homie, doggy dog, has got my back Never let me slip, cause if I slip, then I'm slipping But if I got my Nina, then you know I'm straight tripping And I'ma continue to put the rap down, put the Mac down And if your bitches talk shit, I have to put the smack down Yeah, and you don't stop I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick in I suck, but I'm never off, always on to the break of dawn See you when PTO win in the city they call Long Beach Putting the shit together like my nigga D.O.C. No one can do it better like this, that, and this, and uh It's like that and like this and like that, and uh It's like this, then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill till the next episode
Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Majestic Inc. I am excited about this show tonight. I got a special guest hosting with me today. Let's get him on the line. I have no other than Joe the Verbal Mind Dancer, a.k.a. King Kong in the building. Uh, good evening, Tigress. How are you feeling this evening? I am good. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. I'm just, you know, excited for the festivities tonight, you know, just ready to dive into it, you know, celebrate Brother Benno. Yes. So tonight we have a special feature. This is actually our first feature, even though it's my host and co-host, however you want to say it. Mr. Venom, we're going to get him on in a few minutes, but um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and supporting him. You know, he um, he's done a lot of work in the poetry community. He's worked with a lot of people. He knows a lot of people, and, you know, I just felt it was time for him, you know, to get his, his little honor, you know, and let people know more about, you know, different types of writings that he's done and doing and just know a little bit more about the poet behind the pen. So without further ado, I'm going to just at least get him on the line. Mr. Venom. Hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's up, Brother Joe? Brother. What's happening, man? Good evening, Brother Venom. How you feeling, sir? I'm, I'm doing I'm good. good man. How you feeling this evening? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's It's been a rough day today, but uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, this is your night tonight. Yes, indeed. Tonight's the night like Betty Wright, and I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we are still going to have our open mic. We're going to kind of mix it up a little bit today. So just um, it's going to be a little different than our regular shows. But we are going to get Mr. Venom on. I'm going to give him a few minutes to get settled. And um, you can still get in the call queue. So when we do start taking calls, you, you'll be able to be in the queue. Just hit star six and then one. We'll get you waiting in the call queue. So we're going to take a quick break before we get started with our feature to give our feature a few minutes to get settled and get ready because it's going to be on and popping. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm going to pop it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to get you up there, Brother Venom, man. Looking forward to it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, man. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's, let's, uh, let's do this. So, uh, all right. I'm, we'll I'm going to just say, few... I, I'm good. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes, and we're going to get this party started. Yeah, yeah. Pen the way, 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Majestic Inc. Um, those who just tuned in, we will be getting our feature on in just a minute. And once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And we will have some open mic in just a few minutes after we get our feature up and rolling. And star six to get in the call queue then one, and we'll get to you. So I had Joe, the verbal Mind Dancer, a.k.a. King Kong, hosting with me tonight. Yes, indeed. I'm here, Queen. I'm here. How you doing? <laughs> yes. So we got Mr. Venom sitting back chilling. You know, we're going we gonna to drill him with some questions. You know, I hope you don't end up sweating too hard, you know. Oh, no, he could. No, Venom cool on the pressure. He can handle it. He can handle it. Mr. Venom. Yeah, we. Yeah, but I got some questions for you, man, so I'm just waiting on him. I'm just waiting on him. 
<laughs> I just have one thing to say. Bring it. Yo, <laughs> Don't sing it. Bring it. Don't sing it. Bring it. Let's do this, man. Let's you do the music, it. You the music, man. You the music, That's man. That's right. You got, to, you got to sing it and bring it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take it easy. We start off easy with you, you know, just because we just chilling, you know. We just start now. So... Uh-huh. Tell, tell us a little, for those who don't know you, who may listen to this, tell us a little bit about how you got your start with poetry and getting deep into poetry. Well, um, I got my start into poetry um, by doing short stories. I was doing stories uh, for magazines and then... Um, and after doing the stories, a friend of mine who um, told me, you know, she said, hey, you know, uh, why don't you take some of these stories and you can really make poetry out of it? And I was like, nah, I'm not into poetry. Uh, you know, that's not my thing. But um, I, I said, I'm a writer. I like to depict stories. I, I like to tell stories, you know. Um, and so she said, but you can break these down and make them live and then transition it and so I said eh, I'll check it out but what happened was it, it took when my mom passed um, I needed an outlet when my mom passed and so mm-hmm. I needed to figure out instead of being angry and upset I wanted to really you know home in on what I was feeling and so she said write it out and I started writing my first poetry pieces was about my mom and I would dedicate my pieces to my mom and to my grandma who was deceased as well. And I would, those was two, you know, detrimental um, events in my life. And so mm-hmm. it started from there. And then I wrote, uh, you know, little small poetry pieces about my, my family and about myself. And then I transitioned. And when I transitioned, I mean, I went from being a nicey, good, you know, loving my family mm-hmm. and love, missing my mom to the stinger, meaning I was writing mm-hmm. more erotic, more um, adult nature material. And um, I joined a, a, a website that was called GS Poetry. And at the time, I, that's where I met a group of poets that was called, uh, they were all scorpions, just like myself. And we bonded with one another. We was a scorpion crew. It was made of men and women together. And we, they taught me how to collaborate with each other. They taught me how to work with different forms of poetry. I learned how to do acrostic poetry. I learned how to do uh, the different art forms of poetry in which there are. And a lot of people may not know. And and I, it really helped me out in my writing skills. It helped me out. But then the only problem was how do I transition again? So that's what happened with me. Yeah, that's a good question, brother. Uh, yeah, I got one for you too, along those same lines, and I was wondering. 
I used to know you by another moniker. Why the change? Why is this <laughs> venom persona, or is it, or is it a persona? Okay. Um, well, um, the change happened due to something legal that took place, and um, when it when it happened. Um, I personally was really upset by it. It wasn't like I was getting sued, but it was certain things that dealt with that name that I didn't want to myself to really be attached with on a personal level. And so I had to, it's just like Prince. Let me give you the example. Prince, the artist, was one way, right? Everyone knows him as Prince. But when he was Rogers Nelson, over here, he was a different way, right? He had his own personal life. And those two entities never crossed each other's paths. He was never Prince on, I mean, never Rogers Nelson acting as Prince on stage. And he wasn't never Prince acting as Roger Nelson in personal life. And so I had to make that decision uh, in regards to the, the, my work and as well. And so I had to have an artist, a strict artist name where I can do everything separate and then have my personal to the left as well. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Put it like this. The better way to put it, I chose my job over – um, everything else because I got to eat, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that. Well, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say you made a, you made a, uh, you know, you chose one or the other, you, you compromise. So you can yeah. still do both. Right, right. Yeah, I did. So that was, that was what I did. So that was a good question, though. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I I do have one more. Well, I have a couple more, but, uh, you know, Tiger's going to ask another venom from, you know. <laughs> I, I really want to know this. I really want to know this. I really want to know the answer to this question. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Hey, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Did you ever feel you were being coerced into one style, one flow, one genre, or did the draw of the crowd hold you in place? Well, you only grew in silence. Okay. Um, when I first came into poetry to Facebook, I was known, uh, all I did was erotic poetry. Because at that time, that's all I really knew, except for writing for my, my, my family. You know, and writing the I Miss My Mom pieces, type of that. And then I came to Facebook and brought what I was doing on GS to Facebook, and it caught everyone's attention. And that's when I started, you know, doing it. And at the time, there used to be a show called um, uh, Poetically Spoken, and it used to be a four-hour show. And they used to have the first two hours were um, dedicated to conscious and love. And the last two hours was erotic. I would always wait until the last two hours to do the show and to get on. 
because I didn't really have no conscious pieces. And it took a traumatic event pretty much in, 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 in when Haiti had the earthquake. Remember, remember that bad earthquake in Haiti? Well, I lost several friends and people that I knew there, and I had to write about it. And so when I wrote that piece, that was a piece that got me going in regards to my conscious pieces. And so then I started balancing myself out. Let me, let me, I can do this. And then I, I could see myself shifting from a writer, even though I loved it, but I wanted to be more than just one being pigeonholed in one box. I wanted to be well-rounded. I wanted to be able to love. I wanted to be able to do conscious. I wanted people to see me and know who I really was and what I was about. Did Did you find it hard to make that transition between the two, or you know, you know, I mean, because you know, I, you know um, I know people know you for back, but they always saying, you know, they want to hear yeah. this, you know, they remember the back stuff. Is it, yeah, well, I, at one point, yeah, I did struggle with that. You know, I did because, like I said, a lot of people knew me from one way and it was shocking when they heard me doing other things. And then I had to kind of develop my own style. And then I started, mm-hmm. you know, like saying, hey, I'm I'm more than just an erotic poet. I can do everything. And so, yeah, it really was a, a difficult situation because especially people who know me, you know, and they like my work, you know, they, they look for that. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. So that's, that's how it is. Yeah, no, I got one more, one more, man. You know, now this, yeah. I want you to take your time on it. I want you to take your time on it. Really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the time I've known you until now, Mm-hmm. Is it your passion to bring poetry to a place where you feel it could thrive again? I don't need no time for that. The answer is yes. And the reason I say yes is because we need to be the Marcus Garveys. We need to be the Maya Angelou's of the next generation of of people. Our pen, and this is what I always say about you, Brother Joe, you, your consciousness is something that people need to hear. You know, we can write about love and sex and stuff like that all day, but that's not reaching our young people. That's not reaching our kids. That's not reaching those kids who are getting killed. We need to be conscious, do our conscious to reach and penetrate their heart and their mind. You know, so mm-hmm. when we're when we're writing those pieces, I have those people in mind at all times. How is it going to affect what I'm writing? How is it going to if I'm writing a conscious pieces piece? How is it going to affect the next generation of people, even 15, 20 years from now? Will it have an effect on them the same way it may affect us as older people now? We may ooh and ah and say, man, that was deep peace. But no, it's, I don't write for just the older people. I write for the young and the up and coming. So that's when I write my, my conscious pieces. That's what I base that on. I want them to visualize what I'm saying 
even if they can't see me, I need you to visualize what is happening with your own eyes. And that's it. Yeah, that, that's good, too, because a lot of the younger poets, you know, they they can, uh, you know, they live life on the same level as uh, some of those young listeners you talk about now. Right. You know, me, I'm way past my prime, so I'm not going to reach as many as you know, I can because, <laughs> right. you know, I'm serious, man, because, you know, you know I'm, I'm not speaking the language that they understand. Mm-hmm. You have a way to articulate, you know, with your words and your poetry because, you know, you, you know, you're out there with them. You know, you, with, right. you, know, you see what's happening with them. So, it's, you know, it's right. a lot easier for you to convey that. Now, you know, man, props to you on that, man. Props to you on that. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Tigress, what you got for the brother? I, I'm going to be nice to him today. I'm going to, because, you know, this is his feature, so I will be a little bit nice. But um, I just like have a few Come on. questions. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Venom. We all as writers have our um our our places and our times where we write and what would you consider to be per se like your kryptonite? What is the thing that really pushes you to write? When I'm sad to say, um, social injustice. Social injustice pushes me to no end. When one of our black brothers and sisters are killed for a senseless murder, it really, it hurts me to no end. I mean, to a point where sometimes I have been in a spiral depression because I don't want to go out in the street and do something wrong because I know how I am. You know, I've been on the front line. I've been in the fight. I've been protesting. I've been in that situation. But I have Mm -hmm. to dial it back and put it in writing form, and it motivates me because I'm the way I look at it, like I just had mentioned, when I see a young kid walking down the street, I think of my kids. Is that, Mm -hmm. could my son be next? Can my daughter be next? You know, mm-hmm. how is that mm-hmm. going to affect me? If I was the parent of a lost child who lost a, a child who was just maybe driving and coming home from school or, or in a car with some friends and the police pull them over and it goes wrong because of what? You had a, something dangling from your, your mirror or what, you know? Or if you gave someone a fake $20 bill, but you didn't know it was fake, and they called the police and they put their knee on your neck, it, it, that's serious. So when we, as poets, I feel like even when I'm in my lowest and I feel like, man, I haven't wrote nothing in a while, that is something that's always triggered. I look for it. I look for it. I, I, I mean, I know this kind of may sound weird, but... I look on different facets, Instagram, see something that's injustice. I need something to motivate, and I find it, and then I got to write about it because it's coming from my, my eyes to other people's ears or their, their eyes as well when they read what I write. And it's coming from my perspective just as if we had ABC, NBC, CBS. They may show the exact same story 
but they're telling it in a different way. And you're depicting it in a different way. See, so that's what, what motivates me as a, as, a, as a poet to just get that out. Wow. That is powerful. Uh, One final question, if I may. One final question, (laughs) if I may. Sure. You survived the transition of many great poets, most who left social media for the bullshit. So why here? Why are you sticking around? Hmm. You know... That is a very good question, Joe. Um, and I'll, I'm going to put it to you like this. Um, as you mentioned, there's been a lot of poets. We, we've, we're from the old school, you know. There's a lot of poets who've been around and come and gone, and we still are here. The reason I'm still here, just I only can speak for myself, is because there's a whole new audience of people who don't know who Venom is. They don't know what I'm about. And I'm thanking y'all for having, you know, the opportunity to do the feature so people can get an insight of what's in my mind. I'm not a dumb person. I'm a college-educated person, you know. I have had some bumps in the road. I'm a former gangbanger. I did everything. I did dirt. I ain't no Lily White, you know, you know thinking, thinking about how life is supposed to be in a bubble kid. I lived on. I lived out that life. I've done dirt. So for me to be able to say, "Hey, to another young kid, I see where you're going, and I can help you. Just listen to me. Give me a few minutes of your time and steer you the right way, because you don't want to go where I just went. Turn around and go this way. Fine. Same way with poetry. We may have people who have left the poetry world." fine that's they you know life takes you in different journeys but my journey has stayed the course because yeah i've had times where i went through my illness you know for a while and i was really down the poetry community helped me when i was down and i never turned my back on the poetry community as a whole i feel that i owe it to poetry to give back to anyone who's willing to read listen, hear what I got to say, and and share it, and just enjoy and tell me that they like it. Tell me that they don't like it. I don't care. Just tell me something, you know, and I feel that for me as a poet, that's what I have to offer. I have a lot to offer. I don't, I don't speak the most grandiose words. I don't make the ladies ooh and ah on every piece and all the guys be like, ah, I know people have haters all around. But I'm not here for that. If I could reach just one person with what I wrote for that day, maybe I wrote a piece that he was thinking about suicide or she was thinking about suicide and it reached them for reading my piece, I've done my job. Now I need to act on more to help them continue to move forward. And that's, what, that's why I stay in the game of poetry. And I'll probably continue to keep writing you know, I mean, until, you know, yeah, so that's man. what I do. That's, I wouldn't expect nothing less from you, Venom, for real, man. That, that's a beautiful answer, man. I respect that to the utmost, man. I appreciate right. it for that, Thank brother. You. That's absolutely right, man. Trying to, Thank you know, you. 
trying to help the youngest man. Try to you know teach them a better way, man. Teach them a better way. That's what it's about. Respect, man. Respect like that. Yes, that was on point. I love that answer. That was real right there. Yes, indeed. So I I do have a few more questions, but I think I want to get into um, one of your audio tracks that we had. Okay. It's on your track called Twisted Sister. Okay. All right. Okay. Drop my pleasure. So we're going <laughs> to... We're going to play that, and then I'm going to ask a few more questions, and thank you all for who tuning in right now. Um, if you want to get in a call queue, just star six and one, and we will be getting to you in due time, but we're just going to get our feature, get this show popping with him. All right, so we're going to hear Twisted Sister right now. Twisted Sister by... Venom. There was a young girl who wore decorated tears to protect the painted paint on her face by the men who would molest her, who would undress her right up under her mother's nose. You see, her mother didn't even notice that she woke up in other clothes. I regret this image that I must project about this frail little doll who grew up in the project. You see, her mom failed this frail object as his torture he subjects. Never would she view her man as a suspect or even suspect that he would have sex with her baby. She would whisper through her tears, Oh God, please save me. Lately, her next future ex paid midnight visits, but there was no need to knock on the door for she knew who it would be. He would lie in her baby's secret garden. He would play with her private to keep his privates hardened. She begged for pardon. As her lips were muffled, he whispered, keep this secret or you be in so much trouble. As tears dripped down from her eyes, down to her nasal passages, as memory banks recollected mental baggages, the reality is she has no hiding places. Tears well up in her eyes, as her body faces new traces for her portrait. So she goes to her mommy and she says, Mommy, he harms me. She doesn't believe the poor little kid. So she goes outside to pick out orchids of, he loves me, he loves me not. And he comes out and he kisses her eardrum and she believes his pleas, which eases her fear some. I can hear teardrops from this good girl gone bad so with my switch I turned and grabbed my bick and my script and my pad you see her humming song had a twisting humming section and her mom's men friends fiddled as they diddled their little erection in her direction shall we list her a casualty of war 
the answer is no. Because tears drained and stained her face down till she's rotten to the core. She forgot to keep the score of these encounters from all her mom's men's friends who would mount her for bedroom counters. But her mother, yeah, her mother didn't even notice that she, because she was so blind to find a man that she lost focus. The baby feels hopeless as now all men are the enemy. She is the epitome of a girl who feels no empathy. She feels no sympathy for the youth that she once had. Although tears tell a different story that she wakes up in the middle of the night screaming, Where, oh where is my dad? But that man is nowhere to protect her. She screams out for her mommy, but that woman only neglects her. She deflects her disgraced place of hate as she tried to find a new happy place to replace what's now taking place. But that's a grave mistake because now she trades love for pain. A skewed point of view. For she only knows what love really was. His glove tugged at her tiny, teeny opening. Her will is broken. But she adopts a new skill for coping. Hoping that someday, somehow, this monster will leave her room. Her temple was now her tomb. But now, there's a baby in the womb. Soon, she will birth a child spawned from the demon seed. She'd rather taste her hate for she'd rather see all men bleed. We men, as well as women, need to protect her from this twisted mister. Because nine months from now, she's going to give birth to her twisted sister instinct by venom. Alright, welcome back everyone. That was a track by Venom, Twisted Sister. Wow. Okay, so you gonna give us a little history on that? Like how long ago did you write that? Well, you know. Um that was technically my second um piece that I had really wrote. Uh, I had started writing, technically it would be my first non-con- I mean, conscious piece. It's, a, it's based off mm-hmm. of a true story of a young girl that lived next door to my aunt, and um, she mm-hmm. looked like a full-fledged grown woman. I mean, the mom looked like the little kid, and she looked like she was the mom. And the mom would you know, have these men come over to the house and hanging out and they get drunk and she's in her room and she was a teenager, young teenager, you know, we're talking 15, 16 years old. And um, Mm. 
from the age of 12, these men would come into her house and um, molest her pretty much, you know, and then it got really bad to a point where she, like I said, she tried to talk to the mom and the mom wouldn't believe it. The mom wouldn't, you know, she was so caught up with her life and hanging out and having fun that she was neglecting her daughter. And, um, hello? Hello? Yeah. I'm still here, brother. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I thought I saw something happen. I'm looking at something else. Okay. So what happened is, um, the daughter, um, was being molested by the future father-in-law and, um, it had been going on and kept going on until he impregnated her. And um, mm-hmm. she told the mom, and the mom wanted her to really, like, get an abortion and couldn't believe it and say that she was messing around with some boys. And there was no boys. And she wound up giving birth to the child, but the daughter was taken away. And my aunt wound up finishing raising her from the age of, what, 15 when she became pregnant. My aunt raised her, made her, had her go to college. She graduated with honors. She had her baby, and she's doing exceptionally well, uh, thanks to my aunt. And so I made mm. her story into a poetry piece. Oh, amazing. Okay. All right, so I have just a few more questions, and then we're going to open up these lines. Okay. So besides poetry, do you have any other talents? Mm. <laughs> you you so cold. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I love doing music. Um, everyone who knows me, you know, I love doing music, and uh, I, I get the biggest enjoyment of it from from DJing to just um, vocalizing my, using my vocals, which I will not do tonight because I'm not in the best health today. But maybe another time I will use my vocals because a lot of people probably did not know that I used to be in a singing group. And, um, you know, uh, I I can hold a tune, I'll put it that way. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, and that's my main thing, you know, those two things, you know. I like to do that. Okay. Now, have you um, published any books? Yes. Um, I am in at least four that I know of. Um, I'm an author as well. I've been in four um, publications. I think one I'm in there with Brother Joe. Um, I think it's called Midsummer Nights publication, uh, part of uh, Inner Child Press. I've been in most of my books have been in that one. Um, I'm also in a, a book called um, uh, Speaking to the Next Generation. It's a book dealing with um, with kids. It's a book for kids to read. You know, um, not a little story book like that type of deal, but it's poetry in mm-hmm. more of an adult form to where they can, you know, it's harsh. It's like harsh reality 
you know, to wake the kids up, Mm -hmm. you know, so let them know, hey, this is your future if you don't act up. If you continue to act up, this is your future. If you don't, then you can have this kind of future. So, yeah, it was a collaboration um, book um, as as well. So um, it really has been fun, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Find out a lot about you tonight. Okay. <laughs> so I've got one more question, and then we go open the line. Okay. Mm-hmm. What experience did you have that taught you that language has power? Hmm. Very good question. What experience did I have? Um, <laughs> I would have to say um, being one of those people who were pulled over by the police um, I had bought a car. I hadn't even had this car, the brand new car. I hadn't even had it eight hours. I hmm. got the car. I paid for the car. I picked up my buddies in the car. I said, let's roll, right? And um, hmm. we was picked up a couple of other buddies. It was three up, it was four I was in the car. We went bowling. After I picked up the, um, you know, we went bowling, had a nice time. I dropped everybody off. I'm going home. I have no tenant windows. I have no rims. I'm just rolling with my top open. I'm not even bumping my music. I was literally playing uh, uh, some jazz. Believe it or not, I was playing jazz. I wasn't even playing hip hop. I was just in my own, like trying to figure out, like yeah, you know, I was on a nice ride, you mm-hmm. know. So I look up and I'm almost about to get on the freeway, and the cops see me and they pull me over and they had me get out, put my hands on the hood of a hot car. They had me, like I mean, literally keep my hands there. You know, I couldn't move. They had guns drawn on me. They asked what was a person, you know, I'll just say it how they said it. What is a nigga like me driving a car like this? You must be selling drugs. And mm-hmm. I was so angry and pissed because here I am, I'm a former gangbanger, but I know that's what they're going to mess with me about. And I'm not looking that way no more. But you're, you're just assuming because I drive this car that I'm selling drugs. And it just, after that, I said, you know, I, I've been pulled over numerous of times I've, since I was a kid, messed with by the police. And every time, it, it just, that kind of triggers, it fuels me, you know, because there mm-hmm. are good cops, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, there are good cops. I'm not saying all cops are bad. But what I will say right now it seems like the majority of the people are not good cops because if they were, they would police the ones that are doing the dirt and mm-hmm. stop them. But they're afraid because of their blue code. And instead of being a people code, see, you're there to serve and protect. You're protecting who, though? 
You're protecting the blue or you're protecting the community in which you're serving. And so mm-hmm. that is what fuels me when I have to write. Okay. All right. I love your insight on that. I really appreciate you sharing all of this with us today, and I'm hoping everybody that's listening, they're really seeing you know, the other side of you instead of just, you know, the poet that we hear go to different shows and, you know, it's good to know the poet behind the pen. Um, Joe, did you have another question before we um, open these lines up? Yeah, I do have uh, one more question. Uh, As far as, uh, let's say, uh, music today, Mm-hmm. Now I know you know us old old school cats. We always go back to you know back in our day. Music was this and music was that and mm-hmm. that. But uh, you know, there's not a song today that wasn't written first as a poem, in my opinion. What's your take on that? I would agree with that, um, but I, I'll go a step further. I don't listen to today's hip hop at all. It, it, it might be a song here and there that catch me, okay. But if you ask me who the certain artists are, I, I don't. I, I'm not down with that because I'm from an an era when hip hop started, and the men were men, and the women were men, women. You know, um, they projected themselves in a way that surrounded the history of hip, they engulfed the culture. The culture now has been fizzled out. It's all about the money. So when I hear music, I still have to listen to the old school hip hop and R&B to fuel me because Mm -hmm. certain artists now, you got your selected artist, Cardi B, you know, I'll, I'll rock with her. But, it's a, it's a very slim handful of artists that I can really rock with because they ain't talking about nothing. They're not doing nothing. You, how many times can a person write about holding a gun and shooting a gun? Write about something uplifting. Give me a beat that's uplifting. Give me something that's talking about being happy. Give me something that's raising up our people and, and bringing people up. You'll never find another group like a public enemy nowhere in this day of age public enemy was about the people and you will never find a group like brand nubian you know you will never find groups like nwa who's put it out there first after police you won't find this in today's music so that does not fuel me the new music doesn't fuel me. It might have a good beat, but their words are, are, are dull. They don't have no meaning. They have no substance. It's like a meal. You know, if, hey, I'm a person that, like, I need seasoning on my food. So if your, if your food is bland, I ain't, I ain't rocking with you. And if you putting, putting something on your potato salad, raisins on your potato salad, I ain't rocking with you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, cool, that's good. You know, I'm going to pick them raisins on. Like, look, let me taste this first. 
That's how it is. And that's what today's music is for me is is like that. It's like bland food. That that mm-hmm. nah, I need my mama's someone to make mama give me some mama's sweet potato. <laughs> you know, I want some some good uh some good collard greens and you know, I want some candy yams. I want some good uh, uh, uh give me some good pork chops. Some real home. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. I'm not from the south, but I would tear some food up. I just don't mess with yeah. that other that slimy stuff, that okra. I can't deal with that. And I don't eat grits. I don't eat grits. I don't eat grits. Grits is grits is nasty, y'all. Yep, I said grits is nasty. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Grits ain't nasty. Okra good. What I do like, what I do like is how. You know, in answering that question, you actually, you know, you mm-hmm. came back to, you know, your first thoughts, but, you, you know, you had to change some things and start, you know, spitting that consciousness and, you know, uplifting these young minds, man, and taking them to where mm-hmm. they should be right now. So I, I, I respect right. that, brother. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, I but, appreciate uh, that. Grits is good. Yeah, right there. Grits is good. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Get, hey, to be honest, I'm going to take cream of wheat over grits, man. I got to. I, I don't know. Now, I do cream of wheat. I, I, I do cream of wheat. I do cream of wheat. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we good then. We good. Yeah, we good. I do cream of wheat. <laughs> Y'all good. I'm not. I have never tried cream of wheat. Okay, put some sugar in butter. Sugar yeah, put some sugar and butter. That's yeah. why I'm I'm with you, yeah. Joe. I'm with you. Yeah, we all sit there. I, 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 hey, I don't wheat, even I put milk and nothing in that. Cream of wheat is like a smooth grit. Yeah. Yes, really? It is. I agree. I agree. Yes. I, yes. I'll try, I'll try yeah. it one day. One day. Like a like a silky grit. You know, silky, right. Silky. All right. Mm. So, I'll, I'll, what what else y'all got for me? We got opening. Uh, oh, oh, not, oh, not you amped up and ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let y'all got me. Y'all got the juices flowing now. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you know, in, in uh, in light of you, uh, you know, you're not feeling all, all, you know, you kind of down on your dust, man. So I'm gonna bring a little humor for you to, to lift it up, and we are gonna get these calls in here and do this thing for brothers in them. What say you, Queen okay. Douglas? All right. So here we go. Ah, yeah. Let me take a sip of this uh, Parmesan pizza. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Do I need to? I need to brace myself. (laughs) You might. (laughs) You might. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) So here we go. For Brother Venom. I caught the tip of my zipper. I was with her for hours, fuzzy slippers and rain showers, a bouquet of flowers. It was supposed to be a romantic evening. Netflix in the queue, some pre-rolls too. We were set to get wet and explore evermore. She was just for the part, knowing my flavor. I was just for the start of something to savor, so I tasted her lips, shoulders, and neck. I traveled down to the cleavage of her voluptuous breast. She killed me for a few. She took a step back, and then I knew not to rush it. I was flushed. Then I smiled, and we conversated for a while. The clock had no doubt, for time was irrelevant. But it was time to be her servant. So I served mints after a meal filled with garlic. We were lethargic to the world around us. 
We were one at this moment that found us. I was ready for another taste. She took the lead in this case and straddled my weight. I screamed. I caught the tip of my zipper. When I was just about to get her, the pain and embarrassment, the way she was laughing, man, it was stuck in my pants. For a year, we both waited. We courted. We dated. We talked about maybe even having a maybe, and no one never truly knows. So I shouted, change your clothes. Your outfit is tempting me. Put on your sneakers, please. This motherfucker ain't going down. Where your granny gown? Tears are rolling, and she rolling with laughter. This evening's disaster's killing me. Then she says, I'll kiss it and make it better. Are you fucking kidding me? I could barely breathe. So she changed. Still laughing, mind you. It came free, and I'm still gasping. Damn you. What we planned tonight was a bust. Then she whispered, trust me. So off with the granny gear. She kissed away those manly tears. <laughs> Shit, I was crying like a baby. But I ate her like gravy. Thank God I didn't break the skin. Thank God she didn't tell the story. I caught the tip of my zipper. But I still got the glory. That's my piece. Thank you, Brother Venom. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. You had me looking down, too, because I've been in that situation so many times. Even recent. Even recent. But I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, almost cut it to the white meat. <laughs> oh, man. I've been in that situation. I thank you, my brother, man. I'm, yeah, I needed that. Thank you, man. Oh, man. Shoot. I'm about to keep looking, man. I'm like, dang. <laughs> almost lost it once. <laughs> that's some painful stuff, man. Any fellas that done that, y'all, y'all know that's some painful hey, stuff. Hey, hey, all right, we all okay. We all the sounders putting up this stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's get to these lines. Get open a few, right. and then we're going to get back to our feature. Our first caller is 917. Welcome. Nine one seven. Who we got? Nine one seven. You're in the building. I was on mute. My bad. Oh, uh, snap. I know who this <laughs> voice is. <laughs> Whoa. Is this Queen? Yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? <laughs> this is my first time I, I'm good now, Queen. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really enjoying this um <laughs> cute day. It was really good. Good to know you. Hey, thank you, thank you, Queen. Thank you, man. This is an honor, man. The Queen is in the building. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. What's up, Queen? Mine? How you feeling? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me, Joe. I love that piece too. Time. That was. That was a story right there. 
Anytime, baby love. You know how we roll. Yeah, so what I was saying is this is questions right now or is this like open mic, drop a piece? What's going on? You can ask me what you want to know and then drop your piece. Okay. My question to you is do you feel that poetry is hidden in the background to keep the youth and the masses from really grasping the messages that we're giving? Yes. 100%. Because the way I look at it, if more young people were around poetry, I went to, even before the Rona happened, um, would attend more of poetry events. Because sometimes the young people, they they hanging out. They'd rather go to the club and hang out. But if they was coming to more poetry events, poetry shows, they would, they would hear what we have to say, what we have to say. So, I would say, yeah, I, because they, they're, it's getting, poetry has always been pushed to the side. Right. Music has always been pushed to the forefront. Music has the authority over poetry because it catches the ear and the eyes with the videos of where poetry is not doing that. See, right. and I think if poetry was doing the same thing as far as like maybe doing videos more where people can visualize what you're saying or they can hear it, more audios. We need to be more visible and be able to catch the eyes of the young ones and then it can change. But if we're not doing that, nah, because they're not picking up a book anymore really to read any books. They're not doing that. That So that's how it is. That's how it is. That was a good question. Thanks, Queen. Indeed, indeed. So what you got? I know you got a dope piece. Well, it's kind of new. It's a brand new piece. It's going to be like a first time doing it so bear with me because I just wrote it, I think, yesterday. And y'all ready? Cool. The mic is yours. All right, here we go. Are we ever going to see the morning? Are we ever going to see the morning? Still I rise hoping to find the truth. With love for the innocent, the youth. Lost in this cold world, don't know what to do. Nobody want to be left behind. Are we ever going to see the morning? They say death comes just like a surprise. This morning could be the last time you open your eyes. But are we ever going to see the morning? They say joy cometh in the morning. We mourning in the morning. Daylight coming, we want to go home. Zionists enlist killers to constantly put an end to bliss. See, this was once paradise until everything nice, until Luciferians set out to kill Ubuntu so I could separate from you. Gave this world the blues and native eyes that never see the glory of dawn. We steady mourning in the morning and after the storm they cry. Amazing grace. Save a wrench like me. Did our ancestors come? Bring down the rain. Drown things false. Hurricanes, tornadoes of pain. Wars brewing. Rumors of wars stewing. Years of ruin. Beyond the skies. Orbitable planets. Energy stirring. Constantly shaking. As above, so below. Sun and moon control. Universal warring. Foundations cracking. Constellations ruling. Astrological synergy. Like the invasion is in the stars. My country tis of thee, 
earthly demons spawning. These parasites like bed bugs, they bite, sucking earth's core until there is no more. Lost in this cold world, don't know what to do. Love for the innocent, the youth, they in danger too. In the darkness of light, no heat seeking, heart still frozen, only to reminisce on a life of love that once was. Warm hearts, real hugs, and care been dismissed. That beat once rhythmic, now missed. Hurt like a thorny kiss, pain on bloody lips, agony like glass, tears cutting eyes that steadily cry, laying broken in main. This game of race has inevitably consumed hope, devouring faith, just annihilated peace, torturing the human psyche. The wicked refuse to cease, mayhem increase, longing for the corruption and violence to sleep. This evil giant and out of control beast came to consume our happiness. Till we can no longer see what is a life of peace. Toil hard, work 40 plus hours a week. Work earned by or fail in the morning. No morning light, no sweet lullaby. Sheep sleep tight. Stolen babies and mothers cry every night. No, why me? Why? What's the meaning of life when it's only suffering in sight? Open your eyes. Queen's mind come to give sight to the blind, to those who think it's all fine, like it's beautiful chaos and comedy, like I love the way you hurt me, lie to me, seem some delighted in torture, while we, the awakened, always wonder when, when will it end, they blend and pretend, so afraid to be oneself, just trying to survive, no longer a freedom fight, acceptance is the price. Paid in full for a dish served cold. Maggots filled the pot. A disastrous plot. Horror stories unfold. The wicked truly bold. Everything stole. We are the originals. Bound by the immoral principles. The mission to enslave all people. Banking systems rules. The saga continues. Are we ever going to see the morning? They say death comes just like a surprise. This morning could be the last time you open your eyes. Still I rise hoping to find the truth. With love for the innocent, the youth. Lost in this cold world, don't know what to do. Nobody want to be left behind. But I say where's the unity? The tribal village community. That's how we used to exist. Now in their courtrooms we sit. Waiting for the monster's gavel, don't resist. Bam you and you no longer live in this so-called civilization. They mark you menace to society. Prison, big business. Three hots in a cot. Behind them iron bars, you rot. Say your number, not your name. Now your fate is sentenced 15 to life. For some dumb mistake, some paper chase. Trying to get away to a place to be free just to be. In your mind, you better cultivate peace. They flip the script. And now it's all switch, life in the hand of evil racists, stuck following the laws of brutal rapists. No escape, it's just no justice. Live out your time, this is not it. This rotten system unjust. What's the point to it all? How can your enemies be your judge, your protect and serve, when the call is always against you? Black and blue is always a painful bruise. It's all by design, so we just always lose. Guilty before proven innocent. It's on your tags, identify yourself. Them nine digits tell the background story. Redlining, it's all marked against us. We marked for death. Slave to the rhythm. Well played, Master Charlie. Got us homeless while they masses pushing Ferrari. We pay full price while they credit us everything nice. We barely survive. Full time, they living it up. More than enough to suffice. 
they got each other's back, so they always got the opportunity to splurge. Meanwhile, we got to be born frugal. Oodles of noodles, ramen still starving. 2.5 million children don't know a place called home. Left to roam, it's a disgrace. Everybody out here on their own. No more helping hands. We scrambling on stolen lands and all we do is sing. Are we ever going to see the morning? Still I rise, hoping to find the truth. With love for the innocent, the youth. Lost in this cold world, don't know what to do. Nobody want to be left behind. Queen's mind. That's that piece. Wow. Thank you for re-sharing that piece with us today. You said it was the first time you just wrote it. You described yeah. so much stuff going on in the world today. I, I really enjoyed that. That's one of those wake-up pieces. Yes, that's what I do. That's, def- that's definitely what you do, Queen's Mind, man. Thank- oh, my goodness, Queen. Thanks for coming through with that knowledge as usual. We got to talk later on about something. Yeah, man. Thanks, Queen Mind. Appreciate that. No doubt. Hey, Queen. Thank you, Queen, for coming through. I really appreciate it. And thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. Y'all hold it down. I'll be here listening. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Right, right. Thank you. More to come. More to come, y'all. More to come. <laughs> All right. We'll get another caller on this line. Uh, we got 347. Welcome. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Hello. Um I'm, my name is Poetic Kings. Um and I'm a friend of Venom's. I don't have a question, but I just want to make a statement to him. I appreciate him and love him for who he is and will always be. Well, thank you, oh, lady. Okay. Thank you. you uh, I will so give you a hug. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Thank um, you. That I wrote um, that I'm going to share, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the piece is, I'm going to share it, and then then I got to go. I got to get up for church in the morning, okay? That sounds good. Okay. The, the, the title of the piece is Across the Face. You can become sick as your secrets, no disrespect, but you have to get your heart and intellect correct because there is no order reset to take effect. A word from the wise, revive the way you've been living, for God sees all and nothing you do is hidden, though you can always be forgiven. Speaking into existence, be very heartfelt, as well being persistent. Life's not fair, but God gives us no more than we can bear. Believe in your prayer, it paves the road for you to walk with glare. 
Invest in self-care. No longer accept the feeling of despair. As God delivers your darkness into the light, you're still going to go through day and night. And yes, you may have your doubts, but you're not going to feel the same way as you did when you sought God out. Just have a mustard seed of faith combined with this to say, to God be the glory, please allow me to see another day. That's that piece. Bravo. Yes, that was a very inspiring piece. Thank you for sharing that with us. Man. Thank you so much. I almost said your government name. Thank you, Poetic Inc. <laughs> I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> okay. We go way, way back. We go way, way back. So, you know, she she was there at at the beginning when I was just a scrub trying to trying to make it happen, you know, and uh, and I, I I got mad love for it. So, yeah, thank you. You are very welcome, and you guys have a good night, okay? All right, you All too. All right, thank you, you too. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. Wow. Okay, so I'm loving this already. Uh, so before we get back to the callers, I do want to play another track by our feature, Venom. Your track, um, Quarantine. I think, I think we ought to relate to that piece that we're about okay. to hear. That's what's up. Okay. Pointing, huh? Venom, 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 venom. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Quarantine. Wait a minute. Quarantine by Venom. Wait a minute. Wait one minute. You mean to tell me that there's something that makes the whole world take notice? So powerful to stop wars from happening, more lethal than the swine flu or the plague, can kill or make sick millions of people who walk the earth? It can instill fear to stand next to a stranger because your life as well as theirs can be in danger. You see, the government doesn't know what started it. Some say they might be the real cause of it, but is that really true? People in mass walking around looking like robbers, so they won't catch the coronavirus. Wait a minute, can you give a description? Sir, they all look the same to me. Mask, hoodie, and gloves. People lining up just to get inside of a store. People have to keep a six foot distance or you might be the next casualty. Wait a minute. People can't even... Wait a minute, or sweat without people saying, you got the Rona. Have you tried to go out for dinner lately? Nope, can't do that either. Just grab and go, just to get a meal. Talk about the meal on wheels. That's not even a minute. What's the deal? Schools are being shut down. Kids and parents are quarantined, locked down. Stores shut down. Never in my entire life have I ever seen this go down. 
Even Amazon has to slow down. This stuff is so bad, you don't even see cops on the street, for they're in fear of the Rona. You see, I heard a message on the phone saying, if we need to visit your home, we ask that you stand six feet or more from the tech. What the heck? So I guess what we just need to do is yell through the house to say what the problem is. You drive down the street, some areas looking like ghost town. Stores are closed that normally have people shopping around. Some have even boarded the windows until they're able to open back up. You see, unemployment is at an all-time high. And since we have to practice social distancing, we can't go to the park, the beach, the clubs, the barbershop, or even church. Wait a minute. Women can't get dolled up at the nail and beauty salons because they're closed. Because really, they're out here looking kind of tore up. I'm just being honest, ladies. Wait you know who needs all the props in the entire world? Nurses and doctors at the hospital to work endless amount of hours to save those they can and perhaps getting sick themselves fighting something they have no clue as to what to do. So what are we to do? As we reside in our homes, let me say this. Enjoy the time with your family. Read a book. Learn more about yourself. Become more in tune with your mate. And most of all, protect yourselves and others by grabbing a mask, some gloves, and please, oh please, wash your hands so that the dreaded coronavirus won't make you a victim. Venom in stink. Welcome back. That was quarantine by Venom. Yeah, that that uh, man, that track was fat, man. Lord, <laughs> uh, Venom, Venom, brother Venom. Is he sleep? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Man, bro. <laughs> Okay, man, let's, 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 let's delve into that track just for a moment, man. Uh, okay. You know, my, my, me personally, man, you know, when I heard the when I heard the beat in the track like that, I just want to know who laid that for you, man. Because that was like perfection. Who laid that for you? None other than my partner in crime over there, Tigress. She put that what? one together for me. Yeah. She got skills Tigress. like that, man. You can hold it out on me, Tiger. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a little Yeah, for real, man. But seriously, man, that that was uh, man, that was just it was moving, man. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like the whole the whole construct of the whole thing, bro. That was nice, man. Are you are you planning on doing any more, uh, like uh, let's say uh, you know, a CD or something like that in the future, or you know? Uh, yeah. That I I really am. I want to do an audio CD. You know, I've always wanted to do that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I just you know didn't have the proper 
motivation to do it. And then, you know, I just start every once in a while I send some um, I send some audios out, you know, to people and just to get some feedback and, you know, and they give it to me and then I'll be like, okay, I guess I got something there. So I, I'm, I will work on one for the conscious side and love side and then another one for the adult side. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other question, one other question. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't get into this field, but have you ever thought about, like, uh, narration? You know, when I was in college, I used to do that. <laughs> so, um, okay. yeah, I, I mean, it's fun. I like doing it, you know. I, I really wish I could do it, like, for movies and things like that, you know, um, voiceovers or something. Like you, you yeah, could do that. Yeah, you could, you could do that. You got that voice, man. You know, I mean, I wish I could. My voice ain't that deep, man. I, you know, I, I got that little. <laughs> but, you know, when I was a kid, I used to used to have, I mean, just put it, I put my own self out there. I had a girl voice for a long time until I, you know, got older and puberty took over, right? So I used to sing, and I, one of my favorite groups at the time was the was a group called The Barge, and I can hit that note from El DeBarge. I used to sing it with my cousins in our group. And uh, I was on stage, and puberty took over. And I don't know if anyone, I'm going to date myself, but anyone remembers the Brady Bunch when Peter lost his voice and he <laughs> did, does a part when it's time to change, you know, and his voice changed. That happened to me in real life, but I was the black version of that, you know, and I was hurt. And then I went to a, a, a change, a transition where my voice was real deep. I'm talking like very white deep from like seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And then it changed again. And then I was like, well, what in the heck is going on with my, with my throat? And I had my tonsils taken out. So, yeah, I don't have no tonsils. So once my tonsils was taken out, because I used to suffer from strep throat, um, I had my tonsils taken out. My voice changed to basically how it is now. So, yeah. Okay, I got one quick question. One quick question, man. Okay, like, <laughs> okay, you know when you get, like, a cold? Mm-hmm. And your voice, your voice get real heavy, like, you know, right. You find right. that when you do erotic poetry, when you got a cold like that, man, that joke be sounding like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, that's it. like I said. I get that. I get that very white voice. Or, 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 or better yet, hey man, I tell you, I tell you whose voice it is, man. I'm gonna tell you whose voice it is. My scorpion brother, man. My scorpion brother. I, I said, man, let me have his voice for a minute. Oh, we talking about Mr. David Mott. I'm giving him a shout out. Let me let me tell him about his voice. Let me have that and I and do my thing. I'm I'm a I'm a I'll, I'll be a mess, man. Oh man, I mean, there's some cats out there have some heavy voices, man. I tell you, man. But yeah, I gotta kind of wait till like I get a little cold and get a little horses up, then I try throw it in there a little bit, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. <laughs> let me stop clowning, man. Let me- we need some more calls, but let's see what the people got to say. <laughs> All right. Let's get the next caller on. We have 410. 